I'm Scott Weatherly, and welcome to 20th Century Geek. And we're back for part three, the final part of our Halloween trilogy. Happy, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yes. Um, and as you can see, Mike is back. Um, we've done our reviews. So previous shows, we reviewed uh, Evil Dead, uh, classic. Uh, Poltergeist, classic. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 Epitome, you know Zenith of uh, the Freddy Krueger films and Alien 2 uh, Sula Terror uh, an example of uh, Italian filmmaking <laughs> <laughs> a very small example uh, yeah uh, not the best example but you know no. but still it was it was a good it was a good watch it was good fun to talk about well and, uh, I, I, I have to disagree with you on it was a good watch but it was it, right. it was it was an interesting experience it was an interesting and it was a fun chat and we shared it together yeah it was uh, a good as, as, it, as two new lovers do it was a good interesting discussion and i, I just want to say in uh, in in true british fashion hmm. um ready for halloween we just sat here having a cups of, cup tea. of tea so if we hear slurping it's it's cups of tea yep Emma Bridgewater mugs, darling. Oh, yeah. Only we the are. best is good enough for us. We are rock and roll. Um, so part three of this, um, it was intended to be just a two-parter, but something sort of cropped up in my head that uh, I wanted to discuss. And I wanted to sort of break the, my own rules for the show. So originally, the intention is to do anything that's just 20th century, to keep it to that thing. But I asked Mike the question, and this was an open question, of what would be your top five Halloween films... To get you in the mood for Halloween, mm. to be clear, to get you in the mood for Halloween, what what brings up that Halloween spirit? Um, what films would you you know sit down and watch? Yeah, my ideal Halloween day or my or evening or yeah, is that where you? That's yeah, we basically, kind of, kind yeah, yeah. That's where we're going. But it's just five films that you you know you see as your Halloween five in a sort of like, you'd want to watch on a Halloween that sort of thing. But we was not allowed to pick Halloween. No, but Halloween. Yeah, and Halloween. John Carpenter's Halloween was taken away from the choices oh, simply had, because I it's too had, easy. I could have had Rob Zombies. All right, any of the any of the Halloween films were taken out. That was yeah. that was. Okay. My, they're just too easy. Um, oh, I just remembered. Actually, I, I wanted. I really did want to change one of them, but I completely forgot. We still right. do. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I've got number six. Is that all right? <laughs> well, we can discuss it. We can discuss. Uh, you know, honourable mentions maybe. Mm. Um, let's go through our fives. Okay. I'm, I'm happy to start with yours. Actually. Let's start with yours then. Um, so let's start with in, in no particular order. Okay. Um, I would say start off with. Okay, on the on the back of Alien Two, The Descent. Which Neil Marshall. Neil Marshall's Descent. Mm. Um. Li- yeah. What a link. Linking it back to the last show. Okay. Um. The uh, the. Uh, Production company distributors of uh, Alien Two tried to sue Neil Marshall for the descent. Yeah, that's right. They did. Um, based on saying it was too close. Um, however, having al- already beaten a court case against 20th Century Fox for calling no. it Alien. No, I think the judge when they when he started watching the film went, "No, you're right." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm ruling the favor no of Neil Marshall. Yeah, I no one. Watch this shit. No one's ever going to see this. I wouldn't no. worry about it. Um, the descent. Good film. I actually. Um, I'm a really, I, I do like this film. It's an incredibly claustrophobic film. That's great. I mean, it's great. It's shot well. You know, it's very dark. It's very gloomy. No one of the people in there, actually. It's actually in the film. Um, uh, and uh, a, a guy called Urjwan 
and he was telling he's telling me lots of things of the inside mm. things about the way it was shot and everything like that but again when we talk about um classic british horrors we always think about hammer house horrors but people forget the descent american funding yeah but a british a totally british made film yeah well, i mean neil marshall uh, was a real hot property for a short time, oh, and I don't, I don't know. Doomsday, he made Doomsday. Doomsday is very good. Very um, a forgotten film as well. People don't don't remember Doomsday. Yeah, so I, I don't understand why because it's a very good film. You go down, to, you can go down to CEX and buy it on Blu-ray for a pound. Yeah, and you think I have got I've got it on Blu-ray. Yeah, it's a great it's a fantastic film. Fantastic film. Um, and uh, Dog Soldiers. Dog Soldiers. Yeah, I was an extra in Dog Soldiers. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, it's an excellent film. I mm. love Dog Soldiers. Um, I get killed twice in Dog Soldiers. It's another story altogether. <laughs> But I mean, it's you know, it's one of those that's, uh, yeah, the descent is um, an incredibly well-made film. It's very, it's very dark. It's very scary as well. Extremely scary. Oh yes. Because you actually, and this is going to sound quite strange. You actually believe it could happen. Oh, well, it's it's d- despite the, and spoilers by the way for all of these films, um, yeah, despite the ending being like you know the monster, it feels legit. Well, you know, I mean, I, you know, I go into into mines, mm. and there is that, uh, you know, this the, the sense of abandonment when it comes to mines and yeah. caves and stuff. You do, you you do think that there's something else there. Mm. And I don't talk about supernatural. You just feel that you're being watched, or there's creatures, mm. or there's something. And and you you, you know the, this concept of the fact that there are creatures that do not go out to the the light, but they stay yeah, yeah. under the ground and they live under the ground. Yeah, of course, it's totally feasible. Yeah, and that's exactly. what makes this film great is that it's a completely feasible plot. Well, I think I think the other thing about this is um, <clears throat> that concept of going into the into the other realm. You know, people being people as, as humans. You know, hmm. we we you know we're a social animal. We live in daylight. That's that's our Opta place. So to go in somewhere where you you know you are vulnerable because it's dark mm. and cramped and you know you can't be fully uh, capable is terrifying. You are mm. you are at you are at the mercy of whatever the hell is in there. But the film immerses you in that experience though yes. as well. I mean, and and a, and, a, and a good strong female lead. As well. Cast actually, good female strong cast. Oh, yeah, though. I mean, the, well, the female, the female that's uh, I say a good strong lead. She's a good strong lead in a in a in a yeah, in a storyline capacity, but not necessarily as a character capacity. Mm. I mean, as a character, she's very weak in mm. the general scheme of things, uh, and that vulnerability of her as a character is what really makes her a strong character. Which is oh, kind yeah, of strange, yeah. you know. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's just the I think it's the epitome of a of a of a great lights out. You've got to watch this film. In the lights out, I, yeah. I, I want. There's, there's a. I see. I've got. Um, see, I, I I watched this film recently because I mentioned it on my list. And I watched it recently, laying in bed, headphones on, mm-hmm. nothing else except for that. I can imagine. Well, because I was obviously you know you got the restrictions of the bed clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and they had the darkness of the room. Well, I've got to say because there are several shots in this that. That are only lit mm. by the torches they had to hand. Yeah, and I, the, 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 okay, that's what this film stands out for me is because the first time I watched this, I think I watched it on on DVD um, at home on the screen with the lights out, like you say. Yeah, 
and there's a scene where she's in a very small tunnel and only like one part of the screen is lit and the screen just sort of like the black TV just blends with the blackness of the room mm. and then like you are just trapped in there with her yeah you, like, are, you are totally emerged like so the, the, also the, being a horror film I mean this is a tragic film as well um yeah I guess so yeah I mean the whole the whole she has to do if I remember I haven't seen it for a while so mm. I haven't seen it but as far as I remember she killed she has to kill one of her friends mm-hmm. but smash her head in with a rock yeah now there's the the original ending. It's a survival film. It's a survival film, mm. but there's the original ending. Yeah. And then there's the American ending. Yes. So the American ending is not a tragedy, because she gets away. Yeah, she gets. It ends with her bursting well, out. That's that where <gasps> that's where gasp. film two comes into play. Well, that's why. Yeah, but film two doesn't make any sense. No, it's re- with the British no. ending. It does. It does with the American ending. It does not with the American ending. Because the British ending it's brilliant. is amazing. It's her breaking brilliant. out, getting away, and you think she's done it, and then she blinks, and it's all been in her head. Yeah. And she's back in the cave. And she turns on the light. And she turns on the light. And everything's yeah. around. I think I love that ending. I think that ending's that's, great. That's the ending Neil Marshall that's wanted. A, that's, a, that's a full stop ending. Yeah, exactly. That's the ending Neil Marshall wanted, and it's so the right choice. Full stop, no new paragraph. Yeah. The, and, the, and the Americans got that wrong on that one. So, mm. The Descent. I love that. Good film. Good choice. I like that. Okay, next. Um, I would say go on from Descent and a good linkage here into Creep. Again, so this is, another this is, underground film. So this is the subway. Yeah. Uh, no, it's the under, underground. underground. Okay, the London the Underground. Okay, the London yeah. Underground uh, film. Because mm. when I searched Creep, there's a there's a, been a there's few. There's several of them, yeah. 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 But this is the London Underground Creep. This and, is the uh, one that's not out on Blu-ray yet. Yeah, this is really hard to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is on. You can get it on Amazon or on eBay, but they're expensive because this is was a limited print by the sound by the look of it. Like, well, it, it was a it was a Marmite film. I know? saw it years ago. I, I I saw it on DVD. I think I borrowed your copy actually. But I think yeah, I think yeah. you did actually. Yeah, um, it's a great film. It's a. I I, I tend to, I'm seeing a pattern here of claustrophobic films. Yeah, I've got to be honest. Um, it's a great great film. Um, it's it's a film you can only watch once. You can't watch this film twice, because the the, yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. about this film is the shock value of what happens next. Yeah, as it goes along, it's it's a it's one of these pursuit films. Whereas you know, as it builds up, yeah, as it builds yeah, and yeah. builds, like Descent, you can watch several times. Yes, but this film you can only watch once, and then you walk away from it. And it's a great film. Well, look at your sheet there. It's got a five point six, and I'm I'm shocked. Yeah, five point six. And only forty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's not a well. Well, I don't get the Rotten Tomato scores. It's forty three percent. What's that? Oh, Does that mean it's forty three percent rubbish or forty three? Uh, so basically, that would be a four point three. Oh, okay. Is that ten? It's a percentage score. Um, I've seen it. As I say, it's been quite a few years off, but I can't remember a great deal about it. Mm. Um, maybe it's worth revisiting. It. I remember liking it though. And again, I remember liking it because it was that thing of like, what the hell is underneath us that we don't get to see? Yeah, I mean, the I've I've explored a few a few bits of the underground and I've explored a few stations that are closed. Mm. And yeah, it screams, make make a film out of me, make a film out of me. It, and 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 the 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 interesting thing about Descent and Creep is the advertising campaign. Yeah, it's because the advertising campaign for Creep was was the hand on the the window yeah. Thing. yeah yeah and the advertising campaign for descent was the 
very much like Alien Terror with face. Yeah. The, the dirty face. The Just dress par- partly lit. And a bit of a light. Yeah. So two really good advertising campaigns where you go, shit, that looks scary. Yeah. yeah. Creep. Uh, I kind of was about the same. What, what year was that? So that's 2004. So yeah. it is about the same period. There was a sort of a, this thing um, at that period of a couple of films. From like, I don't know if you've seen Midnight Meat Train. Oh yeah, with um, Vinnie Jones, Jones in and yeah, uh, yeah. Bradley Cooper, based on the uh, the Clive Barker. Bradley Cooper was in it. Yeah, I really like that film. It's one of the books of blood, isn't it? It is. Hmm. It's one of the books of blood. Um, and that's I'd, I would love, and we're going to that point. We will do a best of Clive Barker on film because wow, I'm, I'm a big fan of Clive Barker. Yeah. I'm a big I'm a big fan of Clive Barker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll get to that. You get to that in a second. Um, but I, I find that Midnight Meat Train's got a similar feel to it. You mm. go to it once, and like you say, you get the ending and you get the reveal, and it's that build-up of terror and obsession and stuff. But like, you, I don't know, it's not really worth going back to. And it's, it no, is because yeah. it's a good film, but yeah, I, I, it's, I feel it's the same. One of those, one of these roles that actually, um, I mean, we we always associate Vinnie Jones with Lockstock, but in actual fact, Midnight Me Train actually gave him much more widespread coverage oh, yeah, yeah. than Lockstock yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. Which is bizarre when you think yeah. about it. I mean, yeah, okay, he propelled himself to the next level with Lockstock, but this gave him, you know, universal American coverage. Oh, it? yeah. Well, Train was it's, big it's, in America. Yeah, it's one of those films that it was a perfect role for him. Yeah. Because he doesn't talk. And it's all about... But it's, no, but oh, that's the, a no, no, no. Vinny, Vinny, if you're listening, well, I have his address, his telephone number. Well, let me know. Let me explain. It's all about body language. Yeah. And... Vinny is intimidating. Vinny is... Does, is yeah. He knows how to use his body to be intimidating. I, I think it's great. And yeah, yeah, he is such a good... In the in the book, um, the character... And I can't remember the name of the character, but the character that Vinny is playing is this overweight guy... You know, he's yeah, a real slob. And here he's like slender man. He's a bit more slender. He wears yeah, a yeah. suit and he's slick, and it works so much better, I think, really. Mm. Um, so yeah, okay, good film actually. Creep, good choice. Okay, next choice. Um, going from under well, London Underground to London Underground, filmed in Tottenham Court Road, American Wealth in London. Yeah. So uh, you see my linkage. I, I did again. Yeah, yeah. I was in. You know, I was in London recently, and Creep doesn't spring to mind, thank God. But going down the. Um, the, the escalators. Mm. I always, always think of that scene of from the, when the the cameras at the top, the top, and the guys on the thing, the the and you just see, you see the you can see the creature for the first time. Yeah, just there. Yeah, um, yeah. and Rick Mail's in it, of course. Rick Mail was in the uh, American Wealth in London. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, Brian Glover and, and Brian and, Glover. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, well, yeah. So another story for the wrestling podcast. Yeah. Brian Glover. Um, uh, yeah. What's it called? The uh, Slaughtered Lamb. Slaughtered Lamb. The, this why, why would you go in a pub called <laughs> slaughtered lamb? I'm sure I'm sure it's lovely, but no. Yeah. Um, and why would you be travelling at night? There's a. The, the, I have to admit, the, at the start of this film. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a couple of questions like that when they just they keep walking. And I was a bit like, you've got massive rucksacks on your back. Surely you got a tent in there. But besides the point. Yeah. Um, this film. Is is has a real? I've got a real history with this film. Now it's not on my list, um, but I love this film mm. um, for uh, several reasons. I, I, I think it's a it's a fantastic film. I think mm-hmm. it, it's um, 
it terrified me. This film gave me not like, oh, totally. proper proper. It's and the SS when the SS. That's what I was saying. That yeah. bit, you know, the, the nurse uh, Jenny Agatha opens the curtain and it's behind the curtain and jumps out. Jesus, uh, he's, when he's having his dream and his face is all sort of like vamped up and he opens his eyes and stuff. Yeah, my 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 bottom squeezing well, you, seriously you, makes me jump. That film does. You know, it's 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 Beauty and the Beast. Pretty much, yeah. It's, yeah. it's Beauty Kill the Beast. That's, that's the other, the other thing, thing I like about this film. Yeah. Jenny Agatha is very hot in oh, this yeah, film. I've got totally. a real, uh, yeah. Totally. I mean, she's. I mean, I mean, you know, it's a story of a, an American that gets, you know, his his best friend gets killed. Mm. He becomes a werewolf. He meets up with a slut. The, she is. She's, for, she's, for, she's yeah. Slut. yeah, she's only just met him, and then she then she has sex in the shower. Yeah, and slutty like, nurse. Slutty nurse. Great. What, what else? Is that? <laughs> That's great. And that uh, we just pause the film there. Yeah, it's great for me. I and also the, think the amazing that... sequence, the transformation sequence. Yes. That that, I I, I beg I, I I challenge anyone to get a sequence that is as good as that, even now. To the day. Well, yeah. it's all practical. Which I love about it. Yeah, it's yeah. all practical. The other thing I like the special effects in this, the makeup effects in this. Yeah. Um, is it Rick Baker? I think it is. It is, yeah, Rick yeah. is 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 fantastic. Um, it was outside the box thinking. Oh, it's incredible. I mean, the, the, some of the thoughts are going to it. So his friend, um, oh God, God, the, the names have escaped me, but his best friend who gets killed mm. in the start. The fact he keeps coming back, but each time he comes it's back, yeah. But yeah. he's got that little flap of skin. Yeah. on his neck that keeps going but then each time he comes back he's slightly more decomposed until at the, it, towards the end of the film they go to the porn theatre and he is just a corpse yeah. in the dark uh, and then all the other victims are there and stuff like that um, is genius but I didn't know or I didn't get when mm. I first watched this film for the first couple of times I didn't get that this had a humour in it I didn't get that there was a, this was a comedy mm. and it wasn't until probably in the last ten years when I've gone back and watched it and gone this is actually really quite funny. Oh yeah. There's some real humour in this. I mean, the two the two friends at the beginning and everything else, they've got good chemistry and they are like good friends. Oh yeah, totally. It's a real there's some real good humour in this. And also as well, the um um the location where the, the ends the end scene is um is literally right next door to the London Bridge experience. Oh really? Yeah, so you yeah. you've seen it and yeah. Wow. Well, I've I've seen when it was shot. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like you know, and there's lots of things like Bridget Jones's baby yeah. and Harry Potter was filmed around all there around well. there. Yeah, but it's just like bizarre because it doesn't exist. Yeah, you know, and so it was it's all set. You know, when he's backed into that alley, but I've actually seen it now. So I'm like, yeah, man. Go into that scene then. Mm. Backed into that alley. He is the wolf. Yep. Um, the whole mayhem that's gone on. Mm. You know, because he becomes a proper wolf. I mean, that's a good thing about this oh, as well. Yeah, yeah. This isn't this isn't you know your Lon Chaney Junior yeah, Wolfman. This is a this, no, this is a wolf. This is a proper werewolf. When it's there, and it, it, it's it's backed into the um, alley, mm. and uh, Jenny Agatha steps forward. He knows. So, and this is it's supposed to be ambiguous. So, it's, I'm, I'm, I want to know what you think about this. Yeah. In the porn theatre, his victims and his best friends say the only way for this to end is for you to take your life. Yeah. All right. When he he goes for it, because you see the snot, and I love that shot. You get the face of the. Uh, uh, the wolf and it just snarls and it goes for it and the police open you fire. You see the tear? Do you see the tear? In... There's something there. Yeah. Is it? Is it that he? You know? Is it the wolf 
is going to kill her or is it like you say Beauty and the Beast that he is sacrificing himself to save her because he knows I think it's that I think it's that You've always, yeah. that's how I've always taken uh, it yeah, it's, yeah I think it's uh, he knows that if he lunges forward that he's going to get shot it's it's suicide by police yeah yeah but they don't, they won't have silver bullets yeah I don't think this follows the mythology though does it I mean it's it's got it's own sort of I mythology know, it's got all mythology up to that point scratched yeah. by a werewolf you become a werewolf you yeah know, you'll change on the first moon you know and, and, and all this is there except for the silver bullet thing yeah and no one seems to address that so it's like, no. well it would be a bit difficult to try and weave that in a little bit because mm. it's, it's, it's supposed know, to have but, but it's, well, it's, I know it's, what you're saying I know what you're saying a, a small and it would have been a real tits up if uh, he did jump forward they shot him and he carried on tearing Jenny Agatha to pieces you'd be like oh cack she's aged well as well she has very very well um, of course this had a sequel American Well from uh, Paris yeah which I owned which, for which Jenny Agatha no, no, none of the cast return. No, but wasn't it based on the baby that she allegedly no, no, had or something? No, it's not at all. It's a completely separate group of people. I've forgotten how someone begins. It's basically, again, it's American tourists it's in Paris. Yeah, and no, I won't watch it. It's, <laughs> it's an American tourist. And basically, a, gr- a group of American tourists get in with a bunch of, um, like a gang of werewolves that know they're werewolves. Oh, and they have this club. And they have they? a club. Yeah, club, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Daloon. Daloon, yes, Club, yeah, yeah. Club Daloon. And there are, I would say, there are several good shots in it. Now, the, the only person that's in it that... There's a French actress in it who was, I think... What's her face? Who was in um, Before Sunset and after... Before Sunrise, After Sunset, those films with Ethan Hawke. I forget the woman's name now. Okay. Um, French actress. She's in it, and she's all right. I, I wouldn't recommend it. It's not very good. See, it did, was made in the 90s. Yeah. It's very 90s. I went to cinema to see it, I believe. And I, I was like, as they say, it's one of these films I've seen watch. Yeah. So I, I watched once and just gone... It, uh, it doesn't deserve uh, returning to. It doesn't. American Wolf of London, amazing film. Yeah, totally. Love that film. Totally okay, great. next choice. Uh, I would say staying in London mm-hmm. with Shaun of the Dead. So not just staying in London, but staying in the pub. Absolutely, staying in the pub. Going down to Winchester. Yeah. Um, Which uses, he used different ideas from different films and he did pluck things from around yeah, yeah, yeah. London as well. You know, this isn't just a zombie movie. This is a this is a comedy. This is an action movie. You know, this is... this Is Is this the first of the Cornetto trilogy? Yes, it is. It is the Sean, first Sean, the, it is. Sean of the Dead. Then, then Hot, Hot Fuzz. And then, then the World's End. One. Do you not like at World's End? I, out of the... No, I think my order of... Greatness is Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, then World's End. World's End. World's okay. End. World's End didn't know what he wanted. What he wanted to be. It's been half the movie being one thing and then another yeah, half yeah. being another thing, and I didn't really have a good payoff in the end. I, I think. Uh, I think all three. I, I think they're all good. I agree. I think that for me it'd be Shaun, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz in that in the order actually. Mm. Um, I I do think that World's End uh, has some fantastic moments in though. Oh yeah, some great moments, yeah. Yeah, uh, but going back to Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Um, this I like, is. I like the one track shot. Yes. In Shaun of the Dead, and any film that does a one track shot for me has already won me over, because from a filmmaker's perspective, that's a very difficult shot to one frame, two to make sure all your actors are in place and doing exactly what they're supposed to do, mm-hmm. and three to get that steadier shot. On an, it's it's a it's a one track shot 
but it's not on the track. Mm. The track is tracking because it's going from one direction to another. But it's just flawless. Mm. Every step of the way, it's flawless. And then you know you're going to be in for a good movie when they can pull off something like that. And they repeat the, the shot in exactly the same positions, in exactly the same shots. No shot is aligned in a different way. Every frame of every shot is the same. Yeah. For the second sequence, when he goes through and everyone is, you know, yes. is dead. Yes. And it's just brilliant. And just the way the whole film is shot... The, 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 you know the chemistry between all the very well cast it's just an amazing film and it you, is you, it's a very you, I, I refuse to believe there's there's anyone out there that didn't enjoy Short of the Dead there can't be no it it's, can't it's, be. it's it's a universally loved film yeah it totally. really is it's a weird film in that it um well I remember seeing it and being sold it as a comedy and I went in thinking oh, this is a horror comedy thinking comedy big C oh, that was you mm. know it was going to be that this film is a, is a comedy don't get me wrong I'm not saying yeah. it's not but the horror is played straight oh totally yeah the, horror, the horror and the horror is very and very it's good. played very well the special effects are really good but the horror is played straight but it's got pathos as well this film has mm. like mm. really um, you know well done I mean Spoilers for a film that everyone should have watched by now, but the fact that the, the Sean, you know, the, the Sean Pegg character loses his stepdad and his mother in this film, mm. both scenes like Bill Nye playing it, sort of like trying to sort He's of got give to shoot him some, his own mother as well. He has to he? shoot his own mum, and then um, but Bill Nye trying to give him some fatherly advice before he turns and stuff, and saying to him like, "I never wanted." There's parts of this film that are really heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so well played. Oh, totally. So well played. And the characters aren't nonchalant characters. They are they are characters with backstories and, and issues and everything else, you know. And like the Dylan Moran, his character, mm. you know. And uh, and there's it's great the entwining of these these characters and the way they interact with each other and the way they develop as the film progresses. You know, Sean being this pushover turns into this great. Leader, yeah, you know, and and then the the little twist at the end with with uh, his best mates um, being Ed, Ed, yeah, yeah, you know, becoming what he becomes at the end, you know, and sort of like no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I think I think this film is a um, a cultural standout. I mm. think uh, you're right. I think this is this is you know stood the test of time. It's what two thousand four, so it's over. 12 years old now mm-hmm. um, and it's still talked about oh and still watched and still, yeah I know, think people still talk about this film it's it's probably most horror fans will have this in their collection yes oh yeah yeah undoubtedly but, um, but, but I mean it taps into so many different films yeah you know you can see you can see George A. Romero you know you can you can see John Landis you know, you can see Toby Hooper, you can see Wes Craven, mm. you can see all these different elements. You can see Hitchcock. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and some of the shots as well. If you if you're a geeky shot person like me, you know, like mm. the shots. But some of the shots you can see, you know, sort of like the, the, there's a shot um, which was made famous by Jaws when in Jaws from the Schneider's on the beach. Oh, the zoom. The zoom. Yeah, zoom yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, the zoom out. But then mm. he stays in focus and he he comes closer, but the camera zooms out. And yeah, then, yeah, you know. And that was done on a on a dolly, and he was on yeah, a chair, yeah. and he was moved forward to the camera as the camera was zooming out. Yeah, you know, it's just brilliantly done, and they do that in Shaun of the yes. Dead, and it's like, and that it's just 
I love the the, the 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 homage it makes, but it doesn't plagiarize. It it makes it all very unique and lovely. I I agree. I think this is this is this is an homage, but a, but like I say, but a, a thing in itself. I mean, mm. this has got some when it's played serious, and there are some scenes that are played serious. Um, it works, and you take them seriously. And there's bits of a but the humor. Yeah. Where one of my favorite scenes is they have the box of records, yeah, yeah, and they're flicking through, yeah, and it's like you know they're just throwing up the two zombies, and then they pull one out of camera it is now, and he's like, I'm not, no, don't throw that, yeah. So like, even at this moment, they're like, no, 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 that's good, that that's probably there's some real banter and stuff. Yeah, it's an excellent film, mm. excellent film. Um, uh, links into, and I'm gonna, I'm, well, you mentioned your last choice. See, this is a problem now, is because I've thought of a film that I would definitely watch at Halloween. Well, let me do. All right, let me. All right, let's. We'll, you will use that then. Save that. Okay. Let's talk about. This. You did mention Dawn of the Dead, nineteen seventy-eight, mm. which is a good film. Yeah. Um, funny enough, though, Shaun of the Dead came out the same year as the Zack Snyder remake, yeah, remake. of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Ving Rhames and uh, I forgot what I it now, but. Uh, it, it was, I think, it was one of Zack Snyder's first films. It's actually really good. When zombies can run, uh, and yeah, crawl, yeah, you know, it's like shit. Zombies I, just got scarier. I was gonna say, so where, where are you on the zombie front? Then? Are you a shambling zombie only, or you know, because I mean, like, I, and I'm, let's, let's not let's not count Twenty Eight Days because Twenty Eight Days, I, I don't think they're, they're zombies. They are re, they're infected good, people. Good film, though. Oh, they're in animals, don't they? But the, they're in Dawn of the Dead, mm. two thousand four. They are. Proper zombies, yet they are basically sprinting. Where are no, you? Where I'm, do you stand? At I'm, a, I'm a 78. I'm a 1978. But you're zombie. But in, right, but in, in modern zombie films, you prefer the, the sort of the droning, shambling, slow-moving zombie. The Shaun of the Dead zombie, let's say. Walking Dead zombie. Okay, Walking Dead zombie. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. Walking Dead is middle of the road. You yeah. Know, Walking Dead is neither George A. Romero or yeah, yeah, this, the, yeah, yeah. Dawn of the Dead remake. I like the the I, I like Dawn of the Dead 78. I I really quite like the the Remake 2004. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, and then they remade Day of the Dead as well. Yeah, they, well, I, I, I haven't watched Come any of the re- others. But um, the, 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 I have problems with the running zombie. It works in, in in the context of the film, but it's one of those that you need to explain it for me because dead shouldn't be able to. Well, they should be able to walk for a start. Yeah. So running seems like a real issue. Walking but, fast, different story. Olympic running, as Billy yeah, Connolly yeah, would call it, a broken yeah. ass walk. Broken ass walk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, well let's drop this. Let's, so, what is the one you wanted to put in here? What, what what is the one that you you want to raise? House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, Rob Zombie. Good choice. I would say, I would say, yeah. You know, for one reason, is is for a different podcast, my entrance music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, and also, wow. Yeah. Everything about that film is what I love about horror. It's dark. It's twisted. You know, it's it's sinister. Um, it's downplayed. It's overplayed. Yeah. You know, from an acting perspective, uh, they downplay a lot of things. They overplay a lot of things. It's got elements of the sinister, barbaric nature of Texas Chainsaw, mm. of the original Texas Chainsaw. It's just. Gritty. It's a complete ode to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. Those yeah. sorts of films. Those seventies grindhouse. It's, it's, it's an old school. It's a grindhouse film. Feel. Yeah, it feels yeah, grindhouse. Yeah, yeah. To- oh, totally. Um, totally. It feels dirty, but it, yeah, it's a good it film. Works. That is a very, very it good film. Works so well, and I mean, I, I can't believe I missed it off my list. or stupid man I was, but I mean, 
I know I know quite a few people actually um whilst whilst liking it prefer Devil's Rejects. More more happens in Devil's Rejects mm. more quickly. I think that's what it is. It escalates and, quickly, yeah. And, it, and it's it's all in it's in various locations. Mm. Whereas this is all in one location. The house. Yeah, the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it's and that's what I like. I like it's like Die Hard. Yeah. yeah. Die Hard. I mean, no, not taking away. I like I like Die Hard films. I mean, you take like Die Hard Four Point Nought and mm. things like that. You know, that's done all over the city. Or Die Hard Die Hard with Die Hard Revengeance. Yeah. yeah. Great films in their own right, but what makes Die Hard special is the fact it takes place all in one location. Yes, and, yeah, yeah. And, and that when you set a film all in one location, you still make it entertaining. That means that it's, it's a bloody good film. I I really sort of I I one hundred percent agree with you there. That mm. the, you I I like epics, and I love you know when you get like sweeping quest stories. I mean, Lord of the Rings, for example, great. You got thousands, thousands of locations all over the place. But for a film, you know, when you do a film, a horror film in particular, locking people into a location—I mean, possibly, you know, physically locking them in, or just rooting it all in a single location—go back to that feeling of claustrophobia, mm. that trapped feeling of like you can't escape this. Yeah, is key to it all, which is why I think one of the conversations you and I have had recently is why doesn't mo- modern horror work so well? Mm. Um, and why has no one really been able to tap into the sort of the digital world and produce some good horror out of it? It's because there's too much to escape. It's too easy to escape. Because mm. if you really struggled, oh, the car's broken. It's all right. I'll ring Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are we? It's all right. I'll check Google Maps. Yeah. So you're never lost. You're never without a phone. You know, it's all too the easy. Thing, the only thing that's come close uh, in recent years, I can think of, is when you take all that technology away from someone, mm. is Soul, a Soul franchise. Yeah, and I have my own problems with the Soul franchise, but I agree. Yeah, you, yeah, you, ha- you, have to br- you, you have to bring people down. You have to, to th- set it in modern times, but take everything away from them that they would have in yeah. modern times. And then you can get away with, the, you know, with all of that. But that's why I think a lot of horror films... You, I'm seeing a lot of directors... You know they are now trying to do like uh, like retro horror. Mm. They'll go back and set it in the eighties or the seventies and stuff. Because I think you take away that technology and you sort of again you limit us. I think and that's that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. point. Um, but yeah, House of a Thousand Corpses is a good film. I, a good, I think it's a good choice, and, and I think that I know what people say about the Devil's Rejects, but House of a Thousand Corpses tells the story. Devil's Rejects are on the run, mm. so it's the second part. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. You know, and they are two separate what entities as films. Yeah. Okay. What about Rob Zombie as a director? Like his other films. What's your thoughts on? Uh... I liked Halloween. I liked his remake of Halloween. I've not. I, I haven't seen them either. Uh, the first one's great. Second mm. one is just Rob Zombie on, on crack cocaine or something. Oh, yeah. It's just. It's just. They insane. gave him free reign, kind of thing. Oh, it's just insane. But the mm. remake, the the John Car- the, the the remake of Halloween, the first one, the Rob Zombie's great. Really mm. good film. Recommend it. Highly recommend okay, it. Okay, I'll give it's it a worth, go. worth looking at. And then he, he went off the boil somewhat and, and, and did some really strange and obscure one. He did an animated one. Uh, I haven't yeah. seen it either. Yeah. And he did a... Um, the Witches one. Yeah, The Witches one. Which, the Salem. Salem, yeah. yeah. And then he recently did 13. And 13 is... Is it, th- is it 31? 31. 31. Uh, that's it, 31. And, he, and he, that's him coming back to what he's good at. That's him coming back to this kind of grindhouse. Yeah, I've heard feel. I've heard mixed reviews on it. It's a great film in the sense of like it's 
true Rob, Rob Zombie fashion. Yeah, okay. How, however, the, I think the problem with Rob Zombie at the moment is he doesn't know how to end a film. I'd agree with that. And, yeah. Uh, and 31 is a good example of not knowing where not to end it. Not knowing how to do it. You know, it's, it's basically... 31 can be summarised as... Have you ever seen The Cube? Yes. So, right, okay. It's... it's Spoilers, well, actually, by the way, actually, if anyone actually, listening. No, 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 no. Let's not do The Cube. Imagine Running Man... Okay, yeah, yeah. ...mixed with Saw. Right. That's 31. Okay. Yeah. If you escape... So is it torture porn kind of film then? Is it? Yeah, hostel esque type okay. thing. It's it's never really my thing. Those films. But it's interesting if you can if you can survive and escape. It's it's basically a horror version of Running Man. Basically, that's the only way I can describe it. But in a in a Texas yeah, kind yeah. of like outback kind of way. I'll, I will definitely give it a go when it comes out on Blu-ray. It's, kind it's of worth it's worth watching. Yeah, it's worth watching. It they don't know how to end it. Yeah, and whether he's left it open for thirty one. Thirty-two. It can't be because thirty-one is Halloween. That's the whole thing. Is oh, okay. So that's the point. It happens on Halloween every year, so you couldn't call it Halloween. So you call it thirty-one. It's it's an interesting film. I mean, Rob Zombie. I I don't know his music. I quite like. I've I've got a couple of his albums. Oh yeah, I've never listened to anything of his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, um, I I don't know. I like I like his style. I like the fact that he's he's a bit sort of like macabre and Mm. a bit sort of like dark and gritty and. And he appreciates old school. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, he does. He's definitely got that feel, which I really enjoy. Like yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Hills of Eyes, those yeah. sorts of films. You can see his influences. Like, yeah, and definitely. That. So I like, I like him as a director. Yeah. I don't necessarily like all his films, but I like him as a director. Yeah. Okay, so to give a quick rundown. So we had uh, The Descent, mm-hmm. uh, Creep, yep. uh, American Warfare London, yep. Shaun of the Dead, yep. quickly covered Dawn of the Dead, and then... Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, it's an extra one. I yeah. on. Sorry. So that's that's fine. So that's that's your Halloween. That's a, a Halloween that's an I- ideal Halloween. Okay. So you've already seen my list, mm. and and you feel there's there's some controversy in there. Beetlejuice. So beet yeah Beetlejuice. Wow. Um. I, I'm gonna I'm, I've got a confession. Okay. I'm a Burton bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know I can't defend him. You wait until him. Kurt Russell finds out about yeah, this no, boy. I can't. I can't defend all of his films. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, th- I do think the Mark Wahlberg uh, Planet of the Apes film is is naff. It's a studio oh, fluff the, piece. Is that the one with Tim Rice in? Not Tim Rice. Um, Tim, Tim Roth, Roth plays. Yeah, Tim Rice yeah, it's got all kinds of things in it. I mean, you know, um, yeah, Paul Giovanni's in it. Yeah, it's it's awful. Uh, it's 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 what's his face? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's not good. Um, it's it's not worth. But people visiting. go to see a Burton film because it's a Burton film. Now that's the thing I was in. You go to a Burton film much for the same reason you go to a Rob Zombie film, which is because it's a Rob Zombie film. Yeah. You go to see a Burton film. You expect certain things. I think he's gone off the boil. Okay. Well, I yeah. haven't seen the latest one yet. This Mrs. Peregrew's home for X Men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Basically, what it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I will probably see it at some point. The Tim Bur- when Tim Burton is allowed to be Tim Burton, mm. I really enjoy him. Okay. I think I think he, he when let loose, I think he can be fantastic. Batman Returns. But yeah, ba- yeah. I mean, they're, they're not. It's one of those things that people watch Batman '89 and Batman Returns and go, "Well, it's not true Batman because he kills people." I'm like, yeah, but it's not really about that. It's a it's a what if story of Batman. It's dark it, and it's Batman twisted. Is dark. Yeah. They are twisted versions of Batman. I'm a huge Batman fan, and mm. 
you know, as we've discussed before, I really enjoy 89 Batman. I love um, uh, everything Big Fish. I liked Sweeney Todd, um, Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow, yeah, You know... Sweeney Todd I've not seen. It's worth seeing. Uh, It's an interesting thing. Got it. Never watched it. Be warned, they don't stop singing. Yeah, no, that's... But but it's it's worth seeing. It's a good film. But I do have a bit of a thing on Helena Bonacarta. Well, so did he for a short time. yeah. Yeah. Um, even you know, e- even his sort of Alice in Wonderland films have been interesting. There's, 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 don't, there's, there's don't a style. Like them. I know, I know like people them. don't, and I can understand why. I, I, I understand why. I think this is where he goes off the boil. I think I think Tim Burton disappeared up his own ass. And mm-hmm. He thought he was as big as his hype. I I would agree with that. And uh, and, and I think that you know when you see the transition between. Yeah, Beetlejuice is a great film. Don't get me wrong, I love Beetlejuice. Mm. Okay, I question whether it should be a Halloween film. That's my. my we'll get to that discussion. Yeah. But you look at um, Sleepy Hollow, great. Yeah, yeah. You know, you look at um, Big Fish, fabulous, yeah, yeah, fabulous yeah, yeah. film. You know, and you can see the way it is. And then you, then he, then he goes on, and then he goes on to like Alice in Wonderland. Well, I think what like, what you'll see is what's the transition I mean, between what was the transition before Alice in Wonderland? What do you do before that? Well, before Alice, you get. You um, I mean this is the. I mean, yeah. basically, Tim Burton is one of these, these these directors that, and I would put John Carpenter in this uh, same grouping. Directors, independent directors, mm. then get they get messed up by the studio system because they get no one has no they you you bring someone on to do a certain kind of film and then the studio loses confidence because they're like oh it's a little bit too niche. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, John Carpenter is great throughout the eighties. You know, you get some fantastic films. You do everything from Halloween, you know, um, through to like the thing, Escape from New York, uh, Escape from Precinct, you know, was it Precinct Thirteen? Yeah, that's great. That was um, all great the way, film. Yeah, all the way up to like They Live, mm. right? And all of a sudden, everyone starts paying attention to him. Uh, you know, uh, Big Trouble Little China is mm. an amazing film, daft as nuts, but I really enjoy it. So throughout the eighties, good. And then he makes Memoirs of an Invisible Man. <laughs> With Chevy Chase. Do you not like that? I think it's a bag of cack. Wow. I don't like See, it. I like. I, and enjoy, then, I and enjoyed then, it. And then all of a sudden, John Carpenter just goes like, just off the boil. You I get. Didn't, you I get, didn't know that was John Carpenter film. Yeah. In all fairness, but I, I you get you it. get flashes of you get flashes of him with In the Mouth of Madness, oh, right, with yeah, Sam yeah, Neill, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. actually quite a good film. Yeah. And then, but then he goes back to being a studio film, and you get things like Ghosts of Mars and. People Escape un- from oh, LA. Was and... Graven people on the stairs. No, Escape, yeah. Escape from LA. What? Why? Exactly. Why? You, you get studio interference and you get it's, the garbage. It's Escape from New York again. Yeah, but this is it. So I think the, Wes Craven is another good example. You get studio interference and you get garbage, and I think Tim Burton is the same way. When you hire Tim Burton, you get a Tim Burton film, mm. and when Tim Burton's allowed to be Tim Burton, I think you get you get gold. So that's what I think. I know people moan about Batman, but I really enjoy Batman. No, I love it. I right. thought it was great. I, if you, I don't know if you've seen Big Fish. Big yeah, Fish is a Fish. really good film. It's a great film. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the imagination in all these films that I think is really, really yeah. good. That's why I love Beetlejuice. Because it is unfettered um, Tim Burton. I, I agree. I think, it's a, I think it's a great film. Why don't you think it's a Halloween film? It's, it's about a ghost. Well, yeah, but with I mean, the most, but ghost, but ghost, <laughs> Patrick Swayze, ghost is about a ghost. Doesn't yeah, mean you have to watch it. Why, right, so, what's the difference between why is why doesn't Beetlejuice fit in with Shaun of the Dead? 
as a as a horror comedy. And I get it's more comedy than than Shaun of the Dead because there's less horrific elements. But why does why is it not? Well, I think because Shaun of the Dead follows on from you know it's it's a it's a horror film with with comedy, mm. uh, whereas your film is a comedy film with uh, yeah okay. For me, so th- I think this is this comes into our t- interpretation of what we want from from Halloween. Yeah. So for me, I, I really like the fun element of Halloween. I mean, I, I will give you the feel of this of um, I mean, I, when you can. Uh, oh, I look at, this, I look at the rest of your list, yeah, yeah, and I can understand exactly why you've picked every one of them for Halloween because that really gets you into the mood and spirit. And of that's Halloween. my fun element. So let me, let me, um, if you imagine this, so you're de-escalating to, yourself somewhat, aren't you? you kind yeah. Of like this is the bring down. Tail. This yeah, is the bring yeah. down. Right. This is what I watch before I go to bed, so I don't have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> This oh. is, but this is like you know when you go to do a Halloween party and everyone's in costume and having fun and you do trick or treating. What's on it's, in the background? This is this is what's on in the background. Or this is like this was me before I'm. You know I said like um, Poltergeist introduced me to, to, to real horror. Mm. Right, I can remember uh, what is this? this is eighty eight. I can remember during the early nineties. Um, it would have been really when I was getting into this. Films on Saturday nights on on BBC or ITV, mm. right? So we would go around to family, friends, or even at home, and and films like this one. And Beetlejuice was on a lot yeah. in the early nineties on on regular. I missed it on BBC probably, and it just sat in my mind. And it's so fun. And, that was a great film. And the you know the, the idea of the afterlife with it all, and you know, is so messed up and so twisted. But I love it so much, and I think Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice. Is I didn't know for years. I didn't. I mean, this is before I started. You know, way before I started taking notice of films and who was in what and who directed and all that mm. kind of thing. Um, I didn't know that Beetlejuice was Batman. <laughs> and there you go. I can go. Jesus, it just shows how good he is. And to me, this is the bobbing for apples. This is the, mm. you know, this is doing the silly games at Halloween and that sort of thing. This is the fun element of Halloween. All right? yeah, That's yeah. what I always say. I mean, there are, there are modern films now. That, 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 I don't think you get that thing that brings kids into horror. There's no... Do you know what I mean? People go, horror! And you get, like, proper... Yeah, like yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's none of the, the fun's gone from it in a little way. But but then when you watch this... this um, You've heard of Leica. There's a there's a studio called Leica. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. just made um, Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah. But they they made a film a few years ago called Paranorman. Oh yes, Paranorman. Yes. Paranorman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Paranorman. It's a fantastic film. Again, got it. Not seen it yet. So worth watching. Is it? But it has that same element of like it's kids involved in horror. It's a silly animated. About uh, the dead film. dog. Is that right? No, that's Frankenweenie. I've got that I've as got well. That, yeah. That's a Tim Burton one, and that's yes, really good fun. Yeah, yeah. But it's that element of like. Horror doesn't have to be, like, all horrible. Because you we like to be frightened. And, mm. you know, it, 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 it may be... Let's think about sort of like the universal monsters and that sort of thing. And you get yeah. the sort of Abbott and Costello and the Halloween... In the, you know, the monsters and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Horror and comedy go hand in hand. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. And, you, you know, you, you're an entertainer, you're an actor, you, you know all these things. Yeah. And I know you can go from one extreme to the other. And I think that Beetlejuice is, is leaning. It's that it's that horror comedy with this comedy over the big C. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, because there are jumps in this, but they're not to make you go, "Oh my god!" They're to go, "Oh!" And it's it's yeah, that yeah. sort of like thing. I love Beetlejuice. It's a fun, 
funny okay. horror element. And I love the design of everything in it. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's very well shot. Um, Winona Ryder is brilliant casting. Gina uh, Davis is as well. I think the cast throughout of this are, are excellent. Oh, yeah. Keaton, um, well, Michael you, Keaton as Beetlejuice is awesome and, and never to be repeated. Do you think Beetlejuice 2 will have a hand? No, never. I don't think we'll. I don't, you know, this will be a reboot. They will reboot, reboot this. I think we will see a rebooted Beetlejuice within the next 10 years. The same as Ghostbusters, do you reckon? Yeah, 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 that sort of thing. Um, what I would say is, though. Um, Who would play Beetlejuice? I don't know. I wouldn't know at this point. I don't know. The, the actors. You need a manic kind of. You know, I, I, I wouldn't know. I'd have to really think about that. Yeah, Jim Carrey was offered Beetlejuice too. Yeah, I could imagine that. Be I could imagine him being the go-to one, maybe early two thousand. Yeah, but Beetlejuice is made. The other thing I'll say about Beetlejuice, which carries through the the uh, Tim Burton thing, is of course mm. the Danny Elfman music. Yes, yeah, yeah. So Danny course. Elfman, yeah. I've got a load of his music, and I think it's fantastic. So yeah, I'd, 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 I'd love the music to it as He's well. He's as important to films as John Williams is to the Star Wars franchise yes. and the Indiana Jones yeah, franchise yeah. Yeah. absolutely he adds that sort of like there's a carnival twisted carnival feel to it all and it's, oh, it's, it's fantastic yeah it's great okay so I'm gonna we've, we've talked about this being um, childish and you know it's that interesting point. so I'm mm. gonna try some little mini segues like yourself so the second choice mm. is let's talk about slasher films Right. So, you know, in the last episode we discussed the excellent Friday the Third, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Yeah. Uh, another one I love, another uh, for me a horror icon, is Chucky. And uh, Child's Play. What's your segue between Beetlejuice and Chucky? It's Child's Play. <laughs> Fair enough, okay. Um, Child's Play 1 is... The Child's Play series, like, you know... The f- they're all they're all good in their own right. They've all got something good. Uh, you know, and I'd, I'd probably say Seed of Chucky is my least favourite. Yeah. Um, but again, this is one of those like Freddy, mm. where they they realise pretty quickly. I call it the Homer effect, where all of a sudden you realise that a background character is actually the real focal point, yeah. and they sort of shift to to, to centre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with this. Like in in the first film, it was about a small boy, Andy Barkley, being chased by a possessed doll, voiced by the amazing Brad Dorif. Yeah, awesome. The guy's his voiceover in this is 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 fantastic. And he's done it the voice for all the films. He has yeah, throughout. He is he is the voice of Chucky to me, yeah. and I love it. Um, like in the first film, it's focused more on the family. You don't get to see a great deal of Chucky until certain points. Mm-hmm. But throughout the films, then like Chucky becomes uh, the the prankster. You know, mm-hmm. he makes one-liners, and then you get like um, Bride of Chucky, where it, it moves very much into comedy, and then you go on until you get Curse of Chucky, which moves a little bit more back to the, the horror side of it. Mm. That was the last one, wasn't it? Curse yeah. Of yeah. But they know that he's a character that you can make fun of because let's be honest, he's a two-foot-tall doll. Yeah. At the end of the day, really, he is the Freddy Krueger of the doll world. Yeah, that's but, what he but is. This, this comes, you know, we said before about why don't you just go? How would you get away from it? Well, first I'll kick him and then I'd run. It's like he, he's got very little legs. He, yeah, can't, he can't keep be up. That strong. No, so it's a bit silly. Yeah, but it's, it's a bit terrifying as well. Though. But yeah, yeah. The, in the first scene, in the first film, one scene that um, that really bothered me was the uh, when the, his. Mum's friend is babysitting for him, and you just see the little sort of like the feet run past in the background, and she's like she thinks yeah, yeah. it's Andy, and she gets yeah. up, 
and she goes into the bathroom. She turns no, into the kitchen. Sorry, she turns around and a hammer smashes her in the face. She out the window. She goes, and you just think like he could do that because he's little. He could just hide and then jump out and get you and stuff and that. Yeah. And I think it's really well done. Um, he's got opposable digits as well. Yeah. So you know. Well, uh, but the way they did that because it looks like a little person is mm. uh, it was one of the production crew's daughter and they dressed her as Chucky but they couldn't let her see a mirror because she had the head and stuff on and it would have frightened her so she just had to run past and stuff so they would basically have the mum on one side and the dad on the other and she would run between them and stuff and they'd film it wow. so it's really, all these little bits and pieces really really weird um, and it, you know there's some great bits in this um, when Chucky first goes mental is a scene that I I, I have to laugh at because she the mum picks her, picks up Chucky opens the back and the batteries aren't in there and his head spins around he's like you know um, wanna play and then he goes mental and he's like you're fucking me and he goes crazy at her and I just think oh, yeah but doesn't doesn't see I, I seem to remember it happened differently see I seem to remember that she's like she's shaking it so she talk throws to it me, talk to yeah me. and then he yeah and he does and he, his head spins around or no 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 she, the batteries he, fall out the box yeah, and he, she picks him up and she's looking like this. And then yeah. he just suddenly... Goes... Suddenly springs to life. Yeah, and goes mental at her. Yeah. Yeah. You, you... Yeah, you bitch. And yeah, matter. So profanities coming yeah. out that can never be repeated. No. But um, it's excellent. I love it. I think it's such a good film. I think I Chucky is such film. a good character. And I, I, Do you know I like the sequels as well? I, like I do. I think, two, I think... Number two and number three. I like the fact that he gets melted down and put back together again. I like the fact that he gets his face stitched up. Yeah. I think it's just... So many, yeah. there's so many good bits in it. I mean, there's a line in in uh, to show you how good. I mean, Ronnie, the guy who directed Bride of Chucky, also directed um, Freddy vs Jason. Yeah. So I feel there's a, there's a similar feel around that side. But um, in in, Ch- in Bride of Chucky, he actually says like, you know, yeah, this this has happened. You know, it's, it's a long story. If it was a film, it would take a couple of sequels. Mm. And I think it's it's really very well, you know, quite meta and quite self aware. Yeah, it's great. But film. um, yeah, I love Charles Play. Great re- uh, film. Good choice, actually. Really good choice, Charles Play. Um, I'm not even going to try and do a segue now. Was but... that was that an easy choice? You know, was that a hard choice for you to make, or was it? Did you find it? No, no, I think. Or it... did you find a child's play? <laughs> I did find it child's play. Yeah. It jumped on the list quite quickly. Um, the 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 next three have all sort of got quite sort of like I don't know, ghosty, spirity kind of elements. But they're all very different films, though. Yes. Very different. We've films. already discussed it, so let's we'll, we'll we'll discuss it quickly now. Okay. Um, is Poltergeist? Yep. Okay. It, we've already discussed it. There was a reason I picked it. It's one of the first true horror films I saw. Mm-hmm. You know, go back to the episode and as to when we discuss it at length. It's excellent. It always gets me in the, the should mood. be on your list. It, yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic. It's, it's a great film, film. and uh, yeah, it's, it's certainly it's a see out of your list there. I would say that's a put you in the mood film. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's not a film you'd watch last. No, 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 no. That's it's, that's... it's a it's a let's set the tone. Yes, it'd probably be, yeah probably my starting point. I'll move from that. I'm going to save one. I'm going to save one to the end. But I'm going to move straight to The Exorcist. Right. Um, now I chose The Exorcist because it's it's not. I chose it because it's not a modern horror. Mm-hmm. And I feel it's very much a film of two halves. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it's one of the reasons I really like it because it gets under your skin. I, I watched this for the first time when I was very, very young. So it was banned. It was on that video nasties kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it was absolutely. banned for a long, long time. Great cover, by the way, as well. Yes. I think I, I notice a pattern here. Mm. And I reckon I like You like covers. the artwork. Oh, I, I love, I love, I think that, you know, you, 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 there's a saying that says you can't judge a book by its cover, but it's not a case when the videos are concerned. No. When videos are concerned, you very much wanted the best cover you possibly have. Yeah. Cover, cover artwork and poster artwork is so important. They're oh, so totally, good. There's some yeah. fantastic ones out there. Um, but this film, when it was re, when it was re-released in, I think, the mid-90s, yeah. um, my mum made a bit of a thing about this. That she saw it at the cinema when it first came out and hated it. Like, How is She's fine. She, uh, the film came out and she just terrified her. And my dad was like, you know, no, no, you got to watch it, we've got to watch it. And he, I remember he got it on video for us and we watched it. And I thought, this is as dull as dishwater. Like, mm. I was in my early teens, probably mid-teens, and I just did not get it. I was like, I don't, what, why is everyone terrified of this film? It's naff. Mm. And I went back to it when I was at university and sat down and watched it again and I got it. Like this is a slow burn film. Like there's so many little things that happen yeah, it, and get under your need, skin. It doesn't need everything to happen at once. No, it needs totally. That build up it, to, yes, to, and that transition into into the absolute chaos that it becomes. Well, you know, this is the thing. It's it's, it's, it's control chaos. It is control mm. chaos. But I love the fact that this is about the characters involved. I mean, this yeah. this isn't anyone. No one, even like you know, Father Merrin, no one rides in and saves the day. No. They bring, oh, there's no, there's no victor at the end. Of no, the no, end there's, yeah, there's no. That's the point. There's, there's no vi- real victory at the end of this. Yes, they save Reagan, but at what cost? And then, and then she went on to become president. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's great. She did, she did some fantastic work. Yeah. Um, but I, I love the fact that this is a build-up, and it's about, you know, um, not being religious, but it's about that test of faith. It's about do you believe, and being pushed. Hmm. Uh, you know, in the worst situation, and I can't remember, it's Father Michael. I can't remember the young guy's name, but the fact that, like, you know, his he uh, his mum's in hospital and he's got all that going on. He's in the background. Help me, Sammy! Help me! Yeah, and yeah. Like, when I first the first time, I was like, "What is this?" Watch it. You watch it now. It's like this guy is being tested, like really pushed. Yeah, and you feel for there's him. So many, there's so many reflections to. Um... To Bible references, and, yeah, you know, to sort of like the stories you have in the Bible, like you know, Jesus when he's forty days and forty mm. nights in the wilderness, and the devil coming up and tempting him every step of the yeah. way, and and it, and they've used that, and they've used that in the Exorcist. So yeah. this is the temptation of Christ. It is. It's the, yeah, the, but there's, but the temptation's not just. The, I think the, the temptation's not just um, like the sweet things. It's the temptation to be to be relieved from your guilt. Yeah, and those other things. So I mean, you know, when the when the film is sold, people talk about the the, the girl being ex, you know, possessed, and they talk about the sort of like the scene where she, you know, abuses herself with the cross or mm. the head spinning round or the you know the pea soup sick. They're the things that people remember from a, a, an image point of view. They're the things that stand out because those are the special effects. But the reason I like this film is because of the characters. And the fact it just gets under your skin, mm. like you feel for these characters, like they are trying their best with something they just do not understand. Sure. And he's totally like laughing in their face of like, "Do what you want? Yeah, Try yeah. your best, and I will sit yeah. here and take all of this." Yeah. And yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll still be here. Let's let's see what happens. And the, the the final bit with you know where Father Merrin does turn up, the the fantastic um, Max von Sydow, mm. who 
and I must point out that this is something again. This film is what year is this? This film is 73. 73, oh, right? 73, okay. Max von Sydow looks like an old man in this film. Yeah. Okay. Recently watched um, the new Star Wars, mm-hmm. and he appears at the very start of the Star Wars. Yeah. He's still an old man. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Either, either I didn't, I didn't know this. I didn't realize they put him in old man makeup in '73 because they wanted him for the role. Yeah. I've just assumed that this was like a Benjamin Button situation. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize. I was like, this man's been old for like he must have been around for hundreds of years. I know he's still going. He's Ming the Merciless. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, Max von Sydow is excellent in this film. I yeah, love I him. And, um, he downplays it. He downplays it all, all along. Yeah. It, everything's very downplayed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've seen it. There's, there's two versions. There's a director's cut, like an yeah, extended cut. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and there's a scene in the director's cut that I sort of understand why they cut it for, for time and for pacing and stuff. Mm. But it's towards the end, and it's the two. It's Father Merrin, I think, I think it's Father Michael, or just Michael. And they're sat on the stairs, and it's just them exhausted. Like, they've been battered by this and it's that sort of like taking a breather before they go back in and there's this it's just a, a moment before they go back in they just look at each other and it's like that right you know we've got to keep this going and it, it's, there's it's bit, that's the, the director's cuts when she's walking on the ceiling is that right downstairs no downstairs, downstairs like yeah. a spider Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, in the music it's, yeah, it's yeah. really good but I can again I can see why that that scene was cut but putting it back in, it's it's not a, it's not a hell yeah moment. I thought that, but it's a you feel for them like you know they aren't going to stop. Yeah, they know they've got to what they're going to do, and it's that sort of like, so when the ending happens, mm. it's there's almost that we knew this was going to be the case. Like we knew someone wasn't going to make it through this, mm. and we've that's the price you've had to pay. Um, excellent film. Mm. Excellent film. If if the I don't think there's, like you said about Shaun the Dead, I'm not so comparing them, but mm. it's one of those films that if you're a horror fan and you haven't seen it, you're not a horror. Fan. Then you're not a horror fan. Mm-hmm. Like it, this is a this is this is an excellent film. Do you know the interesting thing about The Exorcist is that everyone assumes that it was banned. Never was. Oh really? It was taken off the shelf, but never actually banned. banned. So why was it taken off the shelf? Was it because of the assumed? Because of, there was a religious uprising yeah, against yeah. it. The classification. Oh, well, action. yeah, I know all the cinemas in America were pr- yeah, protesting. Yeah, totally protests outside. The, the classification act came in. And the video analysis was taken off the shelf, and I think the PBFC actually said, "Look, if you don't take this off the shelf, mm. we're going to do it for you." So, and it was still had a certificate X. Mm. It was uncertified. Yes. Uh, uncertifiable which didn't mean it was banned it meant it was uncertifiable but it's one of those films that like you say when you watch it in 2016 if you sit down and watch this film it's like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in mm. that yes there's some you know uh, head spinning around and there's some bits and pieces I can see why it's an 18 in mm. many respects but they're not the bits that get to you and like in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you never actually see anyone dice and slice and all that sort of thing. No. It's the it's the, the tension and the suggestion up, yeah. and the, just the pure horror of the situation that, you, that that gets under your skin. And it's the same thing of... It's not overt. No. Uh, I, m- I remember Texas Chainsaw when he opens the door and he hits the man on the head with the, the hammer. Yeah, and just drags and him drags in and shuts the door. That's it. That's yeah. what you see and you're like, shit. Yeah. You know, that's, that's scary. It's, it, it, it's that same thing. that, it, And I think that's... I'd put another one. I'd put the Omen in that same thing. I'm really a big mm. fan of the Omen. Oh, that's great. Uh, the original Omen. The, the whole of that film, 
there's there's barely any gore. There's any gore. There's you know there's a decapitation of other bits and pieces. But that film's all about tension and again about faith and being sort of challenged. And again, I'm not a religious film. I but I do I like that idea. Of Sam like, Neill as well. Well, you know, it's his uh, what's his name Peck. What, uh, but, but Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck. Yeah, but Sam Neill is is Damien. Is Damien? Yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah, they yeah. Oh yeah, good point. Uh, but in the first one and stuff like it's about he's been told his son is evil and you've got to kill him. It's that sort of thing of like, well, how far have you got to be pushed before you believe that? I know my son is evil. Yeah. But uh, I ain't going to yeah. kill him, dude. You know, yeah. it's like, you, you are kidding me. But, but I, and I, there's, there's, um, when you watch these films, and if, if you think, look at the dates of that, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, Exorcist, The Omen, so they're all yeah, yeah. 70s films. It's mm-hmm. where they, you were allowed to have slow build-up. You were allowed to sort of take your time that would not fly. No, totally not. Nowadays, totally like, not. looking no, at things like be, The Conjuring um, and and you know um, other horror films that have come out recently, like, you cannot do that anymore. Which mm. is a real shame because I think these are the ones that get under your skin. People haven't got the patience they they had. Which is a real days. shame because it's... they've been spoiled. They've yeah, been yeah. spoiled by by films that are, are, are flashbang in your face. Yeah, it's the, um, you know, the Michael it's, Bay editing. Well, I said, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. But you look at films like Hostel. There's no yeah, film yeah, yeah. up to Hostel. They're no, it just shock value films. Yeah. Um, it, it's shock. I mean, maybe it's shock horror is I, now is now a genre of yeah. film. It's shock horror. I think we mentioned this something earlier on, whereas things you've got like you've got slasher movies, yes. you've got haunted movies, but now you've also got shock horror yeah. movies, and because of the introduction of shock horror, people want want that. The quickness. Mm. They want to just get. They want the story to develop very quick. Who, when are we going to see someone's guts on the floor? Sort of yeah, thing. you're not going to get films like Poltergeist anymore. You're not no. going to get films even Conjuring. Mm. You know, uh, so I like the Conjuring. Okay. The first one's all right. I haven't great. seen the second, second one. Second one I've seen. Second one's not as good. No. The first one was quite enjoyable. I, d- I don't like Sinister. Sinister no. is a pointless waste of time. As far as I'm I haven't seen the second one. Oh, the second For one's the, worse. The, the first one. Was watchable, but this one's good because do... Ethan Hawke's in it. Yeah, yeah, you know that's good. But it's but... the same with Insidious. Like, I can't stand those films. Like, Insidious, I didn't get. Insidious was. It's all over the place. It was a mess. Yeah, it's just like no, and then the, the but... sequels go backwards, and you're like, oh, I, I haven't even watched this. sequels. I've seen the first one. I was like, I'm not watching. I, I can't no, bring I, myself to watch them. I, I, but, but I, I get why people like them, mm. but they're not for me. But even in films like that, which are similar to Poltergeist and similar to um, The Exorcist, you know, yeah. in, in, in its styling. There's no slow builder. No, 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 no. I don't even say. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say actually think about you know what you're saying then like the sorry the only I'm just thinking in my head, you know what you're saying about they don't exist anymore. Those films, the only films I can think of in recent history where they've been given that slow build up and not a great deal has happened or it's all been about suggestion, Blair Witch Project, yeah, and possibly I'd say the first Paranormal Activity. Oh yeah, you're gonna get me on this now. Oh, right? No, 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 I'm not gonna sit in there. No, 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 I like no. the. I like no, what the I mean is, is that Paranormal Activity is singularly the most mundane waste of my life ever. <laughs> you know, whereas I, I just watch like bedclothes come off, and I just watch. There's a noise. He disappears outside the room. He comes back inside the room. Nothing happens. 
right to the end of the film and it's like Jesus really you I really enjoy the first oh, one. Oh man they build I haven't seen the, I've seen all of them now but they build it up to a small payoff it's like it's, yeah 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 I get that yeah it's, I, it's the tension it's the journey I enjoy rather than the, the destination of that film think of it as a wrestling match think of it as a wrestling match whereas yeah. you, you have two wrestlers going around the ring and they don't actually lock up they just constantly bounce around yeah, in a circle and then and then they hits him he hits him with a he hits him with a clothesline and he downs him and that's the end of the film and you're like really all yeah. the build up and it was like no is that yeah I, yeah I see what you're saying and I can get what you're saying from it from that sort of point of view if you're going to do the use the wrestling analogy then that sort of tell you know for me that sort of um the films like insidious and the, the more modern films are basically your bump monkeys they're, oh, the, yeah, they're the, the people the, that go the, in and go, look what I can do! Bang, yeah. bang, 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 yeah. flip, jump, cro- you know. Constantly the spot yeah, fest. Yeah, and, I, and that, that, that tires me out because I'm like, I need to get to know the people. Yeah. I, I actually think I, I prefer the slow burn. I think, yeah, I can, see, I, I can see why people, and I know a lot of people that can't stand paranormal activity. I quite like, I've watched all of them. I think the fourth one is god-awful. The marked ones is pretty good. I haven't seen the latest one. Um... But I, I, yeah, I can see why people don't like them. Yeah, there's no payoff. Um, but, I, but yeah, okay. But all right, let's just drop that then. <laughs> yeah. So Beetle, but Beetle, not Beetle. Uh, sorry, Blair Witch Project is again a film where you you it's no great payoff because no. you don't see anything. But the whole film is built on tension. No. Do you know do why? No, the whole film was built on publicity. No, no, I'm talking about if you watch the film. No, no, I'm talking, not talking about the build of the film. I'm talking about the whole film. If you watch the film, if you sit down and watch the film, no one went cold. to see. No, that's the thing. No one went to see Blair Witch Cold. Okay. No, but now uh, they are people. New new people are coming to that film. Well, and new people to are coming cold. to that now because they know of the old film. They okay, fair exists, enough. Yeah. The problem with Blair Witch is, is when Blair Witch came out, there was so much hype behind it. Oh, this is film coming out. It's got footage, and there was so much hype behind it that you went there to see what this is all about, mm. and you already went there with a preconception. Well, what's all this all about then? So you already went there with that thing. It wasn't kind of like there wasn't any thing. It was a huge, huge publicity I, I, thing. I, I agree with that. That people fell down the rabbit hole. It's the, one oh, of the yeah, first, totally. one of the first totally. true, um, you know, viral marketing kind of situations. Yeah. But I, I still think that as a film, you can watch it and get drawn up in the tension and the, and the fear and everything of it. Yeah, it's, can, worth, it's worth the revisit. That. It's worth the revisit. And I would love... To I do need to watch it again because I watched the remake. Yeah, well, not the, the remake, but the... The reboot. No, it's not a reboot. It's, it's a no. sequel. It's Yeah, it's, it's, okay, it's, it's a sequel. It's a I've not it, seen it. It's into the first film. So okay. it's, it's very good in that sense. But it's 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 to me, it's the first film done again. Like Force Awakens. story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, they call them okay, a legacy. So. They call them legacy sequels. Oh, okay. It's a legacy sequel. They, Creed. Um, I, yeah. I, know, start, I started watching Rocky. Creed, and I, I thought Creed is a great film. I thought I watched Creed. Off topic. Went, um, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I can see what you're saying. I would like to. I would love to sit down with someone who's who's not been part of the hype and doesn't know the, and and get them to watch Blair Witch and see what the reaction is. It'd be interesting. I, to I was never part of the hype. Mm. I was never part of the hype. I watched that. I watched that film. Never part of the hype. I heard people say different things, and I thought, well, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, yeah. yeah you're not a hype person. I'm not a hype person at yeah. all. You know, I'll make my own judgments and thought. Yeah. I watched it. I thought it was a, it was it was an okay film. Was the payoff any good? Not really. It wasn't a great payoff. I mean, nothing really happens at the end. You know, it's, mm. it's just like, oh, someone in the corner of the room, camera falls, there's a scream, end of film. You're like, 
I do get I, yeah. the rest of the film was better yeah. than the payoff. Right? I will be. But it was a slow build up, and you're right. Yes, I will give you. I'll give you um, an analogy that I heard on another show. I was going to say something then. I <laughs> wasn't. No, no. This it. is. Well, this is. Yeah. Someone said it, it's basically. It's the. It's a. It's a cinematic prick tease. It's like a beautiful woman teasing you, teasing you, teasing you, and it, just mm. as you're about to sort of like you know. How have you got that analogy ever? <laughs> so oh, I, I didn't get it. Someone told me. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> but I heard, I've heard this. It's, it's, you're teasing, 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 and then them walking away, and you're left there going, "I got blue balls." <laughs> blue <laughs> balls. Where's, where's <laughs> the payoff? So I agree yeah, that yeah. you are left a little bit like, "What?" Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, you know, I, I, yeah, it's it's. I, but I still want. I would like to go back to that seventies thing of, and maybe it's cyclical. Maybe it will come through again. That like those films will well, come we, through again. Music, music has a kind of a twenty-year yeah. cycle, doesn't it? You know, whereas you you've got like the eighties music comes came back in the noughties and yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that, and the nineties music started to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, maybe we'll get to that stage with films as well. Whereas we get that, you know, instead of reboots, we get yeah the styling. There's one I've got. I bought it the other day, and uh, I'm really looking forward to watching it. Hopefully, this weekend. It's called The Changeling. Oh, it's, it's uh, Angelina Jolie. No, no, oh, no, 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 the nineteen eighty one, the one with the wheelchair. Yeah, 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 yeah. and I've never heard, but heard loads of good things about it, and I'm really looking forward to watching that. And that's another apparently like slow burn. Is good. It DVD or did you buy it? DVD. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I, got, I got it from Amazon for a couple of quid. Um, it's a good film. Yeah, a lot of people heard film. about. It. Um, so my final choice, mm. uh, and the last final choice, because I didn't know, I didn't know what your reaction to this would be, is Hellraiser. Mm. Um, I'm a. I was I'm a big Clive Barker fan. I'm actually not a big Clive Barker fan. I'm an early Clive Barker fan. I love the Box of Blood. I love the Damnation game. Cabal. Uh, Cabal's good. Um, uh, um, Hellbound Heart mm. is a good novella. And then after that, the guy needs an editor. His books are just so overblown, and this yeah. they're, they're such. Weave World is you know they've got like such great concepts in, but I can only get halfway before I'm like. We're still going with this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it seems he doesn't know which way direction to go with they it. Just, they all just, I've got a copy of a Magicka at home, and it's. I've never read that one. I, I, no. I don't know if I will. And I was like, oh, it's over a thousand pages long, but that isn't what puts me off because I've read it, and it's over a thousand. You know, Stephen King's It is over a thousand pages. Oh, long. and man, I blew. Don't get, me, don't get me started yeah, on it. And I blew through that, and I think it's a great book. Great book, crap film. Well, we'll get into that another podcast. We'll we'll do that when the new one comes out next year. That's the new one out. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I but your worst dream come true. Tim Curry's great in that. I'm sorry, uh, but anyway, but let's, yeah. we'll save it for another discussion. Yeah. But his later stuff, I think, is 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 a great, yeah, good concept. Um, Tim Curry. No, no, no. Clive Barker. Oh, okay. Sorry, good concept. Yeah. Um, always slightly weak execution. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I always got him as an author. His films, sorry, his books on film though. I've actually been pretty good for the most part. They're never they're never massive successes or massive blockbusters. Did you see Book of Blood? Books of Blood was quite good. Mm. I thought it was all right. Yeah. I like Lord of Illusion with Sam Bakula. I in. love Lord of Illusion. I, um, think, I think. Yeah. Very underrated. I, uh, great. Clive totally agree. Uh, Midnight Meat Train. Yes. Yeah. Good film. We've discussed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a terrible one called Rawhead Rex in it. Oh God! That was that was years before Hellraiser. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that's that's not terrible. It's not great, but it's worth a watch. Mm. Um, what else is? Like you say, N- a Nightbreed. 
Yeah, no, again, Nightbreed, Great film. very hard to find. Yeah, there's a director's cut knocking around somewhere I really want to get a hold of. Um, I think he, he he is one of these people that is, you've seen his, excuse me, you see his art, mm. he's a very visual person. Mm. And he directed Hellraiser, he wrote it, he, wrote, he took his novella, turned it into a script, and then turned it into a film. And I see that Clive Barker is, is more visual than he is um, literary. Mm. And I think he's a. I almost think like he's a he's a lost talent. I would love to have seen him to be given a load of budgets and be like, just go make some messed up films. You go yeah. make what you want to make because you're more visual than you. You know, he whatever he would have made would have been amazing. He's British. He is British. From yeah, Liverpool. Yeah. He's from Liverpool. Mm. Um, uh, and I, I just yeah, I just wish there'd have been more of that. And Hellraiser to me is again, it's that slow burn mm. that. For all intents and purposes, not a great deal happens, you know, in, in bits and pieces of it. But then, but then it's it's so horrific in others. Um, you know, the story being that, that, that um, you get a couple moving into a house that belonged to the the husband's brother, or mm. you know, they've inherited it and stuff, and the brother's bogged off and they can't find him. So he's he's the black sheep of the family, and you find out that the wife has had an affair with them. All these other bits and pieces, all very melodramatic. Mm. Um, but the brother found the lament configuration, mm. the box, and this box unleashes the gates of hell, and it will you know you will find out the limits of pleasure and pain and everything else. It's just a great concept, mm. and the box itself is amazing. But he's been torn apart. He literally, literally torn apart. Yeah, great. Which is a great well. sequence. But you at that point, I love the fact that you never really see. For the for the most part, you never see the Cenobites, mm. and the film opens. And I watched this not too long ago. Yeah, the film opens, and you see, and there's like a uh, all these torture devices, knives, and all this other stuff, and bits of and the, the rotating bits of yeah. rotating, but then bits of face, like like, like they've just yeah, cut yeah. someone's face off, just sat on a table, and you just see a finger knock these things, and all this other stuff, and you know something horrific is coming. Um, and then basically when they're moving in, the husband cuts his thumb and a bit of his blood falls on the floor. No, uh, no, it's his arm. It's his hand. His hand or something. Yeah, it's yeah, on yeah, the yeah, nail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he gets a bit of blood on the floor and the brother is able to use it's, that. It's flipping horrific that, when he catches his nail and he's it, moving the bed, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's carrying yeah, something and through. And you see the it's shot. A, it's just... And wow. this is what I mean. Something as simple as getting a cut on your arm, Clive Barker makes it look... It looks brutal. brutal. Yeah, yeah. But the the effect that that leads to then is the jelly like skeleton that comes through the floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, can't yeah. remember the brother's name now for the life of me, but he breaks through the floor and he comes Tre- out. Uh, Trevor. I can't remember now. Oh, gosh. But he breaks through and obviously he's skinless. It comes through and all the stuff starts to climb. It just screams. And then just pulls itself into the to, the, to the, mm. the corner to suffer this sort of half life, um, and then you find out that the only way he can become human again is to take the life essence, like the blood and everything from other people. Other humans, yeah. So then the the you know the evil stepmother wife has to go off and starts luring these men back, but the effects when you see. Uh, at first, it's like, it is just a puppet, animatronic. Mm. But then, when you see him, and it's a bloke in makeup, and he's covered in like that muscle and blood vessels. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 
it is like scream inducing, but it looks amazing. It's a it's a film that that had to come out at that time in order to still be out. Oh, you couldn't do it. No, you couldn't again. Do it you couldn't do you couldn't do Hello. Yeah, sorry, you couldn't do Hellraiser one. Now I just don't think they, they could do. Well, they, they keep talking li- about remaking it, don't they? I wish they would. Um, the thing, going, I mean, let, I mean, let's put let's put this into context. Really, mm. the the big the true star of this, and this is again the, the the problem with the Homer effect. That the story is actually about this one bloke breaking out of hell yeah. and trying to so he can get away, and and, and then you find the Kirsty. Finds the lament configuration and, and quite hot. She is. She, oh yeah, yeah. Um, she finds the lament configuration, and then you know it, it brings in the Cenobites. Mm. Now the Cenobites are not slasher murderers. No, they're not. Either. They are basically just. They're almost like side to the story. Yeah, the servants. The, well, yeah, one of the, well, the. Yeah, but they are just like they aren't anything. They're not. The key. No, they're, they're peripheral characters. That's what they're supposed to be, peripheral yeah. characters. They get minimal, um, you know, what's his name? Bradley, what's it, Bradley? Uh, Brad, uh, not Bradley Walsh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bradley, Bradley Cooper? No. no. Uh, Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley. Oh, yeah, does, um, help, you know, plays um, Pinhead in such such a fantastic way of almost being it's bored. Such a, such a middle class Pinhead. Yeah, it is, but he is. It is it's we totally. Have such sights to show. Yeah, I will tear your soul apart. But it's such a sort of yeah. monotone, almost bored. Phenomenal. Performance. Oh, totally. But that's totally. the problem. The Homer effect is everyone's like, everyone. Jumps on that. Oh, it's hell. It's, Pinhead's the the true thing of this. Shift him to center, and then you get the crap that is Hellraiser three. Because there's still relatively peripheral characters in Hellraiser two, but then by Hellraiser three, it's become a f- hell on earth. Hell on earth, which which focuses on the Cenobites. It does, yeah. and you get the crap ones like the video camera Cenobite and the DVD Cenobite and some other stuff. It becomes utter garbage. But those first two films, but particularly the first film, is, is is a perfect representation of what the Cenobites should be. They yeah. do not care about us. We are their plaything. And if you open that lament configuration, they're like, oh, well, welcome aboard. We're now going to basically take pieces for our own entertainment. Yeah, totally. That's, totally. That's all it is. They should not have any real motivation. And the fact they don't care mm. until... The, until Kirsty Cotton, that's the name, Kirsty Cotton, until she tells them, I know that this bloke's escaped, and they're a bit like, no, no one escapes from us. Oh, yeah, no, no, I can prove it. They don't care. They're, mm. just, they're just like, what, 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 what do we... Kirsty Cotton, is that her name, is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Has she done anything else? No, that's the character's name. Oh, right, okay. That's the character's name. But I love the fact that that's where we are. And you get the uh, the four Cenobites, um, mm. and, uh, I mean, the only reason he's called... He's not called Pinhead, in in the film at all, he's no, never no, referred no, to. No, no, even in the credits, it's only later. He's called the priest. Hmm. Um, but then they're, they're referred to as a, a Pinhead, Chatterer, Chatterer, yeah, uh, a, Butterball, yeah, the fat one, and um, the lady. The lady, I think it's called the lady, isn't he? And she's got that thing from her neck and stuff. And the design is pure Clive Barker. That sort Brilliant. of that sort of sadomasochistic. You know, leather chains and all that kind of thing, mm. but and there's almost like a, a sensual violence to it all. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, the girl that plays the lady in in the Lady Cinnabar, she's quite hot as well. She's very know? attractive in real life. You know? Yeah, yeah. And 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 that's and that and that kind of elongates the message of this this pleasure pain mm. type thing because you if you were to put someone like you know um uh, you know heather out of eastenders in that you know it wouldn't have had the same effect yeah. you know but you put someone like her who is quite a petite mm-hmm. and nice looking woman as well you know you your sex sells yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. so and then doug bradley being person he was and the yeah. other two don't really matter about them because no. they're more prosthetics than anything else but it's such a, a really interesting set of Cenobites yeah you've got the, the fat one you've got the chatterer which is the scary one yeah, yeah no face apart from teeth yeah you've got the sexy the one, lady and you've got then the, the well spoken mm. domineering one yeah I mean the great thing I love about this is it's called Hellraiser mm but there's no indication of heaven or hell that there, you know, and it even says in it, we are angels to some demons to others. Yeah. There is no religion in this. They just, they just exist. Yeah. They are, they are something that exists on some, on some plane. And whilst they're there, they can do whatever the hell they want. That's, mm. that's their existence. And it's never explained. You never understand. I mean, later on, it's explained in other films that, you know, they were they were human and they became these Cenobites. Mm. I'm not sure. I, I don't oh, know. Oh, the Solia and yeah, and you find the, the only one that really interests me is you find out that the Chatterer was a boy. When they mm. turn back into their original characters, the Chatterer turns into a little boy. That's weird and slightly fascinating. Oh, that, was, that was in Hell, Hell, Hellraiser too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in Hellraiser they just exist. Mm. And when they come back and get uh, to come get the brother, oh, great film! By the way, Hellraiser two. Yeah, I just remember in the film in my head now. I think it, it, it's a good film. Two is really good. Yeah, mm. and um, but you've, when the, when Kirsty comes back, I'm not going to throw up. She comes back and she finds that her dad's been um, skinned, and the brother is now wearing his skin, and he just he leans into it in a really pervy way. And says, come to daddy, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. it is messed up. I mean that that that. To me, again, is like perfect Clive Barker on film. No, oh, totally. It's totally. that that sort of um, there's a real perverseness to it, mm. and an un- unleashed kind of sort of like you know imagination, um, and they, they, but the thought of the cinema is like terrifies me like in, in, oh, in, yeah, in, yeah, as, a, as a concept you're like these things just do not care it's about it's a strange us. screwed up head that's come from you know. Oh yeah, 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 like, yeah. That's just. That's yeah. another level right there, you know. Yeah. I mean, not even I couldn't come up with something as tick and twisted as that. No, I mean, you know, he's written some of his books, the concepts in them, I think, you know, I'd love to see Weave World. Um, in a film. In a film. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cold, Heart, Cold Heart Canyon could be quite interesting. Really cut down, because there's yeah, a core yeah. story in that that's quite good, but the rest is fluff. Mm-hmm. Um, the Damnation Game is the one I'd love to see. Damnation yes. Game is a fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's an extension of Hellraiser, anyway, isn't it? It Damnation sort Game? of exists in a similar mm. world. They're sort of referenced. I think the thing is, when you look at uh, the Damnation Game, and when you look at early Clive Barker, some of Clive Barker, and then I look at like Neil Gaiman, mm. I almost see them sort of like you know, there's, there's a, a weird sort of like urban horror fantasy element that weaves between the two of them, which I think is quite interesting. Um, but I'd love to do more on Clive Barker. As a, yeah. on, on screen, and we will have to at some point. Mm. Um, so just to run through then, so let's just run back. So we've got yours, 
American Wife in London, uh, The Descent, Creep, Shaun of the Dead, uh, and House of a Thousand Corpses. Mine are Beetlejuice, Hellraiser, The Exorcist, Child's Play, and Poltergeist. I'll get the buckle. So yeah, I think mm. uh, let's get these rolling. Definitely. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, and uh, happy Halloween. If you've got any suggestions of what you would like to see as a uh, Halloween top five, please make contact uh, at 20th Century Geek on Twitter or contact me at 20thCenturyGeek at gmail.com or find me uh, under 20th Century Geek on Facebook. Uh, thank you very much and have a spooktacular time. <laughs>